This episode is part one of a part two series about the Big Ten schedule release and how it affects Penn State in 2024 and 2025. Enjoy. People are saying that Penn State got off easy with the Big Ten schedules for 2024 and 2025. No, they did not. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thanks so much for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. My name is Zach Seiko, your host of the show, and I am joined once again, long time no see, but it's great to have him back. That is Matty Fresh, Matt Freiler over on the other side. Matt, it is great to talk once again. Schedules, Penn State football, did the Big Ten do them dirty? Did they do them right? That's why we're having you back on because this is, and especially with all the jibber jabber going on on the internet right now yeah good to be back zach been a while since we did one of these uh got a little busy there with the xfl yeah. uh had some great penn state former alumni and players uh that were actually coaching and playing in the league um so shout out to some of those guys like we know steve gonzalez end up all xfl uh mike minette was a guy who was in the trenches for uh the seattle sea dragons all year and Coach Fly, who who was at Penn State as a GA for a while and was the linebacker coach in Seattle, among many others, we know a John Lovett. So mm-hmm. uh, Robert Windsor, like a lot of a lot of cool. Yeah. Uh, you got the chance to to talk to him on uh, on one of your shows before, but yeah. yeah, like a lot of really cool former Penn Staters in the XFL, and it was cool to kind of see that all come together. So you're you you did a lot of good stuff over there on your youtube channel about the xfl and i hope to see more in the future when it when it comes back around in a year but what was the would you say the best moment for you the best memory you're going to take away from this xfl season man at the end of the year the culmination kind of of all the work we did and trying to establish ourselves as an independent xfl podcast and and kind of entering a market that really just you didn't know what you were getting into just a brand new league upstart. Um, everybody's learning on the fly. I think the the coolest thing was being at the XFL championship game in San Antonio and having a chance to ask Dwayne, the rock Johnson, what he would say to the people who said the XFL would not make it to that championship game. Obviously there's been some spring leagues that did not get to their championship game. Um, and to see him reflect in front of that crowd in the media scrum uh, it made it all worth it. Uh, that's all I ever really wanted to do is get a chance to ask him that question. And we had amazing moments all year, but that one stood out. Absolutely. It, it, it seems like you're in a movie. Like doesn't feel real talking to him, but. <laughs> and he gave you a quote tweet too. <laughs> yeah. Marty fresh. I, I got, I got to hit the name change. He, uh, mm-hmm. he actually he reached out and said he appreciates it. Marty. So autocorrect got him. But, you know, if I got if, if that's what I got to go by, I, yeah. it doesn't matter, as The Rock would say. I'll go I'll go by whoever as long as I'm on his radar. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's awesome. Locked on Nittany Lions is your go to podcast for Penn State Rivals. Visit happyvalleyinsider.com for all the latest in Penn State football news. Of course, the Big Ten schedule release coming out Thursday, June 8th, depending on when you're listening to this. I mean, very, very recent stuff. You and I are re- reacting to this instantly, Matt. Uh, but go check out Penn State Rivals, happyvalleyinsider.com for all the latest on that and recruiting with official visits uh, all over the place right now in the month of June. All right. So really, we can't waste any more time on this because we have to go from so go through so many different angles with the Big Ten schedule release. 
These are all games we don't know what the roster is going to look like for Penn State. But, man, does it look a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, we have an idea, right? Drew Aller is going to be the starter in 2024. Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen will be. We know that. But the Big Ten is going to change so much in 2024 and beyond, officially with USC-UCLA. They've done away with the divisions because that would have been a, a pretty clunky West division. Oh, yeah, you got Purdue. You got Minnesota. By the way, you got California schools <laughs> all the way in the West. I mean, there, there's so much that we could take away from this, and, and we're going to try to jam-pack it all into this one episode, Matt. But where do we begin with Penn State, the Big Ten schedule, and I, I'm glad they're playing nine opponents uh, out of the Big Ten schedule. Unlike the SEC, the SEC, they get Mercer and uh, whatever, Alabama, A&M, CC, Texas, <laughs> Corpus Christi uh, in, in late November, right? But Penn State's got to go through a gauntlet, uh, but according not to some people, apparently. that's uh, Their schedule's too too easy. Yeah, and, and touching on kind of like week schedules in, in 2023 before we even get into like 24. How about Michigan for the second year in a row, getting away with not playing a power five non-conference opponent? What are we doing? What are we doing? I know they had the UCLA home and home that they canceled and they play nobody again. I think they open with Rutgers. So just uh, had to get that out there while I have the platform. That's all awesome. big 10 this schools. Is the place to do it. Place to do all it. big 10 schools playing a power five non-con game, except Michigan. They will come into Beaver stadium nine and oh, they'll probably be number two in the country. And Penn State will have run the gauntlet of Columbus, Ohio before that. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, into into what we saw today with the 24 and 25 schedule release. Um, I guess right off the bat, I saw Brett McMurphy had the leak on some of the ma- interesting matchups that came out before they officially announced it. Yeah, he did. And I saw Penn State hosting USC yep. uh, in 24. And that jumped off the paper. All I could think about is revenge and how much that Rose Bowl hurt back in 2016 i'm still not over it that game hurt that team deserved that you hadn't seen that team lose in 10 to 11 weeks at that point if not longer back in 2016 so i won't forget i know it's different players but it's funny because back in uh i kind of related to back in 94 when nebraska was voted ahead of penn state um and the nittany lines didn't get the national title Eight years later, Nebraska came into Beaver Stadium under the lights and got smacked 40 to 7. Here's that angle, right? Penn State loses to USC in the Rose Bowl, gave everything they had. Coach Franklin doesn't forget. We get them under the lights in 24, eight years later, just like just like Nebraska back then. So it's cool to see like these revenge angles come around when they do. Of course, it'll be very different teams. Caleb Williams will be gone by then. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, that one jumped off to me. I thought that was cool. And and don't get me wrong. I was not happy about USC and UCLA coming into the conference. I'm a traditionalist in college football. I like the pageantry of the sport, and I like uh, mm-hmm. geography yeah. when it comes to rivalries. And I wasn't for it. I thought it was, it was kind of a disgrace to um, what we were doing with conference realignment. But I don't care if it's a non-conference game, a conference game, or an exhibition. It, for Penn State and USC to play is incredible. So I'm not going to be mad at that. Um, I think the Big Ten got this right, Zach. Um, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts, but this Flex Protect Plus, as they're calling it, is is truly making Penn State unrivaled, which is something yeah. that they've been toting for a while, and they want to they want to prove that uh, Penn State the only team to not have a protected rival 
And uh, I have some thoughts about that. But yeah, the the home slate in 24. I mean, if you are a season ticket holder, this is what you live for. You're getting your two biggest games, Ohio State and USC at home. Yeah. Also getting a Nebraska team that could be improved under under Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Yeah. And um, Michigan State. Like, it's a good home slate. And I know uh, people are in my replies like, yeah, well, 25 sucks. Well, yeah. Yes, it does. You can't have your kick and eat it, (laughs) right? It's bad. 25. Ah, 25 Penn State's hitting the road to Kinnick, Michigan, and USC. Uh, and not hosting many, many tough ones. So I think that what this showed me today is this schedule in 23 with Penn State getting those 20 days to prepare for Ohio State between the bye week and UMass. And then carrying momentum into 24 when we go to 12-team playoff. And having that home slate, getting five home games in the Big Ten, and then your road games being very manageable, I think we're we're in the midst of a two-year window for this team to make the playoff and make a national championship run. I think James Franklin's done an incredible job recruiting, as you've been covering all summer. But it'd be hard to, to say that in 25, this team doesn't take a little bit of a step back and rebuild. Um considering what is coming up. So yeah. excited to see these next two years of Penn State football, the best time to be a season ticket holder. We have officially, um, we, we have some good games to see live. Locked on Nittany Lions. Great to have Maddie Fresh back on the show. Let's We'll continue this conversation in just a second, but first let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode. And that is Bird Dogs. Bird Dog Shorts and Pants are great for three reasons. First, the fit. You will look better and feel great wearing bird dogs. Second reason is comfort. Their stretchy fabric will make your legs look great and they're comfier than all your other shorts and pants. And then finally, versatility. They give you the freedom, the flexibility to wear one pair of shorts, one pair of pants on the golf course, to a meeting, to a date, hanging out with friends, you name it. Now, I've never had a pair of bird dogs, so I thought, why not? I'll take a pair of shorts and I'll tell you what, I got myself that pair and they live up to the billing. I can attest to that. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college easy enough. And for you'll get a free Yeti style bird dogs tumbler with every order. How cool is that? Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college today for a free Yeti style tumbler from bird dogs free with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We can promise you that. And thanks so much for making Locked on Nittany Lines your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you like what we do here, follow along where you get your podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel for content in addition to what we do on the podcast side of things, videos, interviews, you name it. Locked on Nittany Lines on YouTube. Like this episode, comment, any questions, feedback you may have. Yeah, so Matt... Let's continue with the Big Ten schedule. That's what this whole episode is going to be focused on and how it affects Penn State, right? I like that the divisions are gone. I thought they were stupid. And then oh, don't even get me started on the leaders and the legends, right? Because that was just, that was bad. And, and I think geography, we've seen for the longest time, like I could devote 30 minutes to tearing into the Big Ten West. When was the last time they actually sent a real representative to the Rose Bowl? They've never sent one to the college football playoff. They haven't even been close. You're lucky if you get nine and three out of Wisconsin. You're lucky if you get eight and four out of Iowa. 
And those are the teams that are being sent to the Big Ten Championship to face Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, I'd like Penn State to be in that conversation, but they just haven't been close, okay? But that changes in 2023, 2024. I'm glad that some people, if you watch, it depends on who you watch, what college football content creator you watch, right? Some people are like, ah, Penn State will go to a 10 and 2. They can't get over the Giants of Ohio State and Michigan. Then there are the some that are like, Penn State's actually really deep as a team. They're built for this. And they're definitely built. You want to talk about 2023, right? That this is the last, this is the last chance to get in the four-team college football playoff. The 12 teams completely wide open. And I know for a fact Penn State will get into that. But 2024, Drew Aller, Singleton, Allen, Abdul Carter, all those guys are going to be true juniors along with the talent that they have been accumulating over the course. So the Big Ten schedule in 2024, and for those who don't know, let's let's read off the opponents, right? So nine games out of the Big Ten Conference in 24 and 25. If you're a season ticket holder at Beaver Stadium, you're going to love 2024, not 2025, though. In 24, Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern, Ohio State, USC. That's not in any particular order. I want to say that. And then on the road, Indiana, Purdue, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. In 2025, you got to flip it because it's nine games, so you don't really get that balance. I think they should move to 10. Personally, play two out-of-conference games and then go to 10 and play five and five so that it is balanced. Then you have Illinois, Minnesota, Rutgers, UCLA at home. That's obviously the most interesting one is the Bruins and Chip Kelly coming into town. And then on the road, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State. You got to travel all the way on the West Coast to USC. And that's definitely going to be there. There's no way that is not uh, an, an NBC game. The U- USC hosting Penn State. That might When's be the big... last time Penn State didn't play Ohio State. That yeah. is wild. I, I'm trying to think back there. Yeah. I, I can't I cannot think of since Penn State was a member of the Big Ten Conference in 93 a year that they didn't play Ohio state just can't, it, that one does not come to mind. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's either ima- imagine that slate UCLA us because UCLA is nothing to bat an eye at. I think Chip Kelly's done an incredible job. Even before NIL, he progressively built that program back up because for UCLA, they couldn't even fill what a fifth of the Rose bowl playing those games in Pasadena. It was embarrassing, but Chip Kelly is still cranking out good teams and he's getting top-tier players again. I'm not saying that it's the days of Oregon when he was leading them to national title games with Marcus Mariota, but now you bring in a team that can be expected to go 10-2, and two, and somebody's got to lose, right? Somebody, somebody is going to fall down. Michigan, Ohio State, USC, UCLA, Penn State, all can't be at the top, right? <laughs> Someone's going to be – someone strange is going to be 8-4 and four in that group, and it's because of a gauntlet slate – that they have. So for the, for the Nittany Lions, Matt, I want to ask you this, those four groupings, home 24, away 24, home 25, away 25, which of the four would you say is just the most daunting, the most difficult? Away 25. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, I am so glad that Penn state is playing in Ford field this year with East, East Lansing has been a complete nightmare yep. for this coaching staff. Um, 
rain delay keeps us out of the playoffs in 2017. Essentially, yeah. Chicken, Chick-fil-A sandwiches and uh, Papa John's pizza too. Yeah. Just in a, just a total atrocity. And then 2018, they come back and win. That was in Beaver Stadium. Yep. But the snow game in 21, like it's just not been good. So always just a disaster to go out there and play. You're going to the big house. Uh, you see how that's gone recently. Um, and then you're going to the Coliseum. Um, I think of like 2008 and 2016 playing USC in California. And then Iowa. Yeah, can it? That <laughs> is brutal. And I get it. You don't play Ohio State that year. That will be a relief. You play Michigan and you play them on the road. And you play all those road teams. So going back to kind of what I touched on with all those talented players and the core guys that will be true juniors in 24, we can get an idea of what the identity of this team will be the next two seasons. 25 is a very big question mark. And I'm not saying that because it's three years down the road, Mm -hmm. but because we know James Franklin has made a long-term commitment here. Has Manny Diaz? No. So how about how Mike Yersich will... too? Yersich is is on. I, the I think rise. he's due. I think he's due for a head coaching job. I really do. I think people will look at the adjustments and the complete overhaul of the playbook that he did from season to season, and what he did with this running game. And when you, it only helps you when Doug Peterson is in the NFL playoffs using a formation that you sort of brought back with the yep. T. So. Yeah, Yersich as well. I know Diaz will be the one who gets the pub for now as far as because he's been a head coach before. But, yeah, Mike Yersich, who was the offensive coordinator at Shippensburg just 10 years ago, working his way up through the ranks and has a damn good offense and some great talent. So, yeah, that that 25 season feels to me like you're talking about one of these teams having to be eight and four. I think that that's the year. Or seven and five, right? That's just I'm being generous. I'm being generous. That feels like the year to me. Schedules are so important. That feels like the year to me that uh, the team may take a little bit of a step back. And, you know, you have a rebuild. That's okay. But um, these next two seasons are are setting up to be something special in Happy Valley. I think that this coaching staff got a lot of flack for losing off of bye weeks, right? That's something that Franklin has been kind of notorious for. Mm -hmm. Um, Michigan, last season, you get two weeks to prepare. You come out like you're completely lost. Mm-hmm. defensively um and yeah just the the chance to play northwestern on the road this year and then get 20 full days on campus before you travel to columbus a bye week and then a scrimmage basically with umass in the middle there um wow i'm i'm for i'm, I'm fired up that it the stars have aligned yeah because as we know pat craft was very vocal when he learned that Penn State opened the conference schedule on the road, what was it? Nine out of the last ten years, it I was think it's, absurd. I think it's I think it's nine in a row, and thirteen out of the last fourteen. Right? How Steve, Steve Jones would know? <laughs> would be able to ask yeah. Steve Jones. How is that possible? Like, so Pat Kraft said, "I'm going to make a phone call and." I think a lot of people probably didn't quite take that seriously, but Pat Kraft was serious. And yeah, I do think that 
this is the Big Ten making things right with Penn State by saying, you're not going to get the California trip in the first year of this. We're also going to excuse you from playing Michigan. Wow. 24. You don't, you don't want to be Michigan going on the road to USC in 24. Um, I think Ohio state avoids USC in 24 from what, from what I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but I think they, they play UCLA. I don't know if they host them or they go there, but a potential for some great matchups. I, I know you said like the nine conference games, will USC continue to play Notre Dame or is that, you know, something that will be lost with all this? Yeah. Yeah. The, what do you think? I want to get your take on, I'll run through some of them. The protected rivalries. That was next. That was next on my list. Yeah. So we're on the same, we're on the same page. Uh, right. Here. There's some interesting <laughs> ones here. There's 11 of them. Um, I went through and I looked at maybe how they decided this. And this is kind of where I want to get your take. I was under the assumption that the big 10 was going to use the ACC's model, which is the ACC getting rid of their divisions and giving each school three protected rivals per season. So I sat there and I thought about, Okay, who are the likely candidates for Penn State to potentially be protected rival? Mm-hmm. I was thinking Michigan State with the land grant trophy and the fact the that best, that series best trophy in all the sports. Yep. Right. And that series is deadlock at 18 all time. Yeah. That, so kind of, hate to say it, but they are in the definition of it a right. rival. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The only thing you don't have going is yeah, the two teams have only met 36 times. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had potentially Maryland just because of geography. Yeah. And then I see that the one that I'm on the fence on is Ohio state. I know everybody's on Twitter right now, especially national college football fans and media that are upset that Penn state is not going to play Ohio state every year. Had some great back and forth action. Obviously Penn state has lost. I think I saw today 24 of the 38 meetings, 24 of the 36, something like that. Yeah. Um, but was a, when they sat around, they decided these 11 games. Was that even talked about? I don't know if Penn State has had a true rival in this conference since they joined in 93. And that's why they didn't get a protected rival. I don't think it's bias and, and the Big Ten saying, oh, you know, we're going to help Penn State out a bit. They've never done that. So I don't know. How do you feel about us? Penn State being the only school to not have a recurring game every season. I mean, I look at it and I say Ohio State, Michigan should have been the the teams, right? If you're if you're looking at the hierarchy, those are the games that everybody circles on the calendar. It's not even it's not Michigan State. I would say Iowa's in there as well. If you had to rank them, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa. Like that Iowa game in Kinnick, that's the one that we said, we're kind of lamenting and saying like, man, this, that one's not fun to play on the road in 2025. But the, I think that it is a little bit, now I thought I saw one and I think I had this wrong with my initial take that because it is the, the three unprotected rivals, right? It's like one of those un, unprotected picks in the NBA draft <laughs> and they're always, always chasing, changing hands. It was, I thought it was Maryland, Michigan State, and Rutgers. And I said, that's extremely disrespectful because you really don't give Penn State a, a serious opponent. Yeah. 
and it's just the fact of the matter. I said, I'm like, that's stupid. It's down, it's downright stupid. But then it, it's now USC instead of instead of rec, instead of Maryland, essentially. And then the other two schools, Michigan State. And I think I have it right in Rutgers. I just want to double check. Michigan yeah, I was State, under the Rutgers, USC. I was under the assumption that so the way that this is working is the conference decided on these 11 games. This is Minnesota, Wisconsin. These are just matchups. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Indiana, Purdue, Michigan, Ohio State, Illinois, Northwestern, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan, Michigan State, Illinois, Purdue, Iowa, Wisconsin, USC, UCLA, Iowa, Nebraska, and Maryland, Rutgers. These are 11 matchups that are going to be protected rivalries. Penn State does not have one. So our schedule every season, the biggest takeaway that I have from it is that I don't think there will be a season under this format where you will play Michigan and Ohio State in the same season ever again, potentially. From an entertainment Uh, value that stinks from... I love it. From a yeah. scheduling standpoint, <laughs> I absolutely you, love want, it. you want Penn State to be as close to 12-0 and 0 as possible. Yeah. It's a win. Yeah, I think there was divisional imbalance uh, big time. Obviously, that's yeah, the, very the East, obvious. Yeah. The Big Ten East and the SEC West are by far the best divisions in college football. It's, and I it's think, not even close. I think probably what went into this is, again, ACC did this with the three protected rivals mm-hmm. per school. How can you sit around and and select that? Like how, like the same way that people are on Twitter right now talking about, oh, the outrage that, you know, Penn State and Ohio State was not a protected rivalry. How can you sit around and decide these? The only way to do it and the way that they came to these 11 games, maybe outside of one, which is Maryland Rutgers, which I think they had a different thought process of protecting that game. The first 10. What do they have in common? Each of those 10 matchups, the teams have met 50 plus times with the top six being some of those Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio State. Those teams have met 115 times or more, right? So I think they looked at tradition, trophy games, teams that have played every year for the last century plus, and they got all of those in there. The reality is, People forget that Penn State was part of the first round of Big Ten expansion in 1993. Yeah. And they have played Maryland and Rutgers far more times than anybody in the conference when they were independent. I think Penn State has played Ohio State the most, being 38 times. You see what I'm saying? Not even close to the top 10. Even Iowa, Nebraska, Nebraska just joined the conference. Um, what was it? 2011. Um, they have a, a protected rivalry with Iowa. Those two teams have met 53 times. So you wonder, like, how much was that even really discussed? How much was that talked about that Penn State, Ohio State would even be in this category? And I think ultimately it's the biggest takeaway. I'm not sure people are quite realizing the impact of this. Penn State's door is wide open now. 
Ohio State and Michigan being on the schedule in the same year for so many years in a row has been the sole reason this team has not made the playoffs and the inability to get over that hump. Now, I know we're going to 12 teams. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I really do think that that's, that's huge for the future of Penn State football. Absolutely. Hey, it's Zach Seiko with Locked On Nittany Lions. And thanks so much for checking out part one of this episode with Matty Fresh, Matt Freiler. Be sure to check out part two. We had so much to talk about that we split this episode up into two parts. Follow the links to listen to the second part of this episode.